You can join the fight to defend employee-funded and association PACs by texting NABPAC to 52886. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Facts About PACs podcast. This show is brought to you by NABPAC, the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. And I'm your host, Michaela Isler, NABPAC's Executive Director. Today, we take a look at the unique challenges facing associations and their PACs at the beginning of a new election cycle and a new Congress. The priorities might seem familiar, but the reality of a socially distanced work from home world require new tactics and engagement tools, Adam Belmar. Oh, they do indeed, Michaela. And we spent time at the end of 2020 speaking with experts from across advocacy and advertising and the activation space here on this podcast. But today, though, we're really lucky to have a leader who's putting theory into practice in real time. That's right, Adam. For NAPAC member, the National Asphalt Pavement Association, representing the interests of asphalt producers and contractors, includes engagement with Congress, government agencies, and other national trade and business associations. Doing that during the pandemic and with more than 60 new members of Congress is the job of NAPA Senior Director for Government Affairs, Ashley Jackson. We are lucky to have Ashley with us. She and her team have come out of the gate quickly with digital resources and a fresh strategy for informing policymakers on some of the critical issues of infrastructure investment, Michaela. Our important conversation about the strategy and tactics being employed by association PACs coming up. But first, an important NAPAC activity update. Our webinar, Where Do We Go From Here with Mike Duhame from Mercury Public Affairs has been rescheduled for March 2nd, 2021 at 1 p.m. If you are already registered, you are all set for the new date and time. If not, sign up and join at www.napac.com. And now, Adam Belmar, if you please. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's NAPAC activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community. Today's episode is brought to you by Chainbridge Bank. Looking for a financial partner who actually understands PACs? End the frustration by crossing the bridge to better banking with Chain Bridge Bank, a group who specializes in the financial needs of the corporate and association PAC space. Chain Bridge Bank, they know PACs. Thanks, Adam, and thanks again to our great partner, Chainbridge Bank. So our guest today is NAPAC board member Ashley Jackson, Senior Director of Government Affairs with NAPA, the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Ashley holds an MBA from the University of Maryland, and she joined NAPA in 2015 and has been so generous with her time as a member of NAPAC's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. I want everyone to know that in addition to managing NAPA's PAC and Government Affairs Program, Ashley also leads the planning and execution of the annual Transportation Construction Coalition Legislative Fly-In. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Michaela and Adam. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for your kind words at the beginning. Happy to get this started. Wonderful. Well, thanks for being with us. You know, the nature of association PACs certainly present different challenges than employee-funded PACs. And your team came out very quickly with an excellent advocacy toolkit for the 117th Congress. So how are you focusing your members' digital engagement with this new Congress? 
So first, I just want to say after new members are elected to Congress, it's critical to schedule meetings even before they are sworn in to educate them and continue educating them after. And the reason is that new lawmakers know that transportation is a priority and they ride on asphalt, but they really don't know our issues or how asphalt is even manufactured. Uh, We've been hearing that a highway bill will come up right after COVID relief legislation, uh, which means the industry needs to keep the pressure on with their engagement efforts. And while we do not have an active grassroots campaign going on right now, advocacy truly never stops. We continue to ask our membership to set up meetings with representatives, senators, and their staffs and invite members of Congress on a virtual asphalt plant tour. And there we really leverage the NAPA PAC, contribute to those members that attend those virtual asphalt plant tours or in-person plant tours as well. And we also ask our members to stay informed by using NAPA's advocacy website, which is open to the public. And there they can find who their member of Congress is, the new member of Congress educational toolkit, a state-by-state funding information, talking points, and more. Forming those relationships is the only way things really get done. And really leveraging your PAC is critical to doing these things, meeting members of Congress. It's essential to our industry and securing federal aid highway funding. So Ashley, I want to ask you about the steps that you're taking, both through that toolkit that, as you mentioned, is publicly available, completely transparent. How do you work to keep all of your association members aligned? Speaking with one voice consistently, I bet that really helps to get that message across. How are you doing that? It does really help. So we participate in a host of coalitions and we really get together and try to talk about broad infrastructure priorities and how we can advocate for those collectively as an industry. And then NAPA itself has our own specific priorities as other associations do. But that one unified voice for the broad transportation related issues, which is uh, securing federal aid highway funding above and beyond, of what is authorized and having a sustainable revenue source for the highway trust fund. So that's really where our unified voice comes in across the transportation sector. Ashley, curious just about, you know, from your perspective, how important is that educational component when it comes to engaging with new and established members at the beginning of the new session? You mentioned that not a lot of folks understand the pavement industry. So I I imagine there's a lot of educating going on. Definitely a lot of education coming on. Like I said, uh, new members are coming from their districts. And while they ride on asphalt every day, they don't know how it got there. Uh, When they come to the Hill and are seated on the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee or the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, they don't come as experts on highway funding or surface transportation. or know that about half of the $46 billion in federal aid highway funds are spent on pavements and half of that is spent on asphalt. That just means we are a significant material supplier stakeholder and it's important to our industry for us to help them understand the nuances of what goes into constructing asphalt pavements uh, when they are drafting policy. And that's why we really continue to encourage our membership to engage and educate members, not just in meetings, but through plant tours. So members of Congress can see how plants operate and how they affect their communities. I imagine, Ashley, that 
as most of us across the nation have been necessarily at home dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, that we're a little bit less aware of the congestion and the degradation of our national highways and even local roads. And we might also be surprised to find out that with budgets being challenged, not a lot of maintenance has probably been able to be done in important corridors. Is this factoring into the education for new members, getting them up to speed on where things are, not only with funding for the trust fund, but just the state of American roads and what it takes to keep them up to a level of doing commerce on an interstate basis? Oh, absolutely. That's always an important part of educating uh, new members of Congress. Actually, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Transportation Research Group, and they are really great at putting out key facts about surface transportation funding, which relates to the congestion issues. And also they do the state-by-state fact sheets as well. That is a very integral piece of how we advocate and really expressing the need for surface transportation funding. Ashley, just switching gears a little bit, we were all horrified by the events of January 6th at our Capitol, and it's been a big area of focus for our community. Just wanted to see if you could touch a little bit on how those events on January 6th impacted your advocacy plans for 2021. As Ashley, the lobbyist, the person, the events of January 6th, affected may have affected me on a personal level, but I think from an advocacy perspective, COVID-19 has been more impactful on the ways we advocate and lobby Congress. Uh, We had to quickly transition to virtual meetings with members and their staff to advocate on behalf of the industry, which was challenging initially. Of course, we all miss going to meetings with members on the Hill, walking from the House side to the Senate side and back again, or sitting in a Longworth cafeteria and running into a coalition member or colleague and saying, hey, how's it going? However, I think there's been an upside to the virtual meetings. Constituents are now able to get more face time with members of Congress and sit on a call with me when typically I would have been attending a PAC event Uh, I would just be there representing the industry, but they get to sit on a virtual call with me with a member of Congress and provide that constituent aspect with which I think has been really unprecedented and a great opportunity to really engage better with members of Congress. I think the bottom line on this is that it pushed back the opening of Congress to the public, and we will have to continue meeting with members and their staff virtually and leveraging the opportunity for the transportation industry is what's key. There's a lot of misunderstanding about the role that PACs play and how they're regulated. That's sort of what this podcast is all about. But public opinion surveys are really important in helping members of Congress to understand where priorities are broadly, not just in their districts. How important is public opinion survey data for your team when it comes to making the case to members of Congress for the federal infrastructure investment that you all are advocating for? Public opinion surveys definitely guide the industry's social media campaigns that are put together by industry coalition partners, such as the Transportation Construction Coalition, which is a partnership of 32 national associations and construction unions with a direct market interest in federal transportation programs. 
uh, the American for Transportation Mobility, which brings together businesses, the labor and union sectors, and transportation stakeholders, and the public to advocate a robust transportation infrastructure grid in the United States. And the American Highway Users Alliance, which serves as the united voice of the transportation community, promoting safe, uncongested highways and enhanced mobility. And then there's the Highway Materials Group that represents the interests of construction materials and equipment companies like NAPA. Internally, NAPA surveys our own membership, which guides the association's direction and priorities. Currently, highway funding is what's been keeping our members up at night. You can't plan long-term for surface transportation projects or continue roadway construction and maintenance projects that are critical to economic recovery that keeps America moving without securing a sustainable revenue source for the Highway Trust Fund and reauthorizing surface transportation bill this year by September 30th. Ashley, President Biden is well known for being a huge fan of the rail system. And uh, does Napa expect that the Biden-Harris administration to be pushing hard on your issues? We know that President Joe Biden has come out very strongly in support of broad infrastructure priorities as it relates to rail. I think that the president does know that surface is very important to keeping goods, people connected. So I think that our priorities will be heard, especially around the industry showcasing what we've done to be environmentally sustainable, because that's also one of the president's primary goals. Well, Ashley, it certainly sounds like you all have your work cut out for you this election cycle. I'm pleased to hear that you all have hit the ground running and are focused on your mission uh, and you know being responsive to your members and the needs of your members. So uh, we wish you all the best in this very busy time, especially if your issues do come up right after COVID. It's going to be a crazy spring, I think. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone listening and sharing the Facts About PACs podcast. We will be back with a new episode next week. Until then, stay safe, stay engaged, and keep moving forward.